Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all doing well wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for checking this one out. Uh, before we get started, my guest this week is Adam of the band Heart Attack Man. Heart Attack Man have a brand new record out this Friday. Go and check it out when it's released. Uh, they've released a, a quite a few singles and things off the record, and the singles have been outstanding. So I'm really looking forward to hearing the record alongside you lovely, lovely lot. Before we get into everything, um, thank you so fucking much for the response that the Stephen Hill episode got. It's genuinely been fucking astounding. I've actually been away with Rebecca. Uh, we went away to Scotland for a week. And um, although the signal and stuff was very patchy, I did manage to see the response that you guys uh, came through really, really strong for that episode. So massive shout out to Steve for coming on uh, as, as ever. And thank you guys for the love and support. And hello to any new listeners as we've seen a massive spike in people joining the, the show. So thank you. Hello and welcome. Um, if you are new here, to go tell a friend. That's the rule. You're new here, you have to tell a friend. That's that's the rule. Um, yeah, I'm gonna basically let you listen to this conversation with Adam of Heart Attack Man because it's great. I recorded this um, before I went away, obviously, um, and then the coming Monday, I think it is. So it'll be the 26th of May. Is a band called Ocean Lord. They have a brand new record out. I sat down with uh, them back in February to chat all things ocean lords that's great um and then on the 2nd of june we have torch demon uh that's already recorded they've got obviously an album coming out that's fantastic i sat down with uh, a, an artist who you may not have know called your future is metal um i sat down with frontman soul of that project uh that's coming on the 30th of june and then on the 7th of july i sat down with the fantastic raven age so uh, all good stuff to come. I just thought I'd let you know the stuff that's already ahead of, uh, and planned and, and already recorded and things to get you excited, wet the palate a little bit. But until then, my friends, let's dive straight into this conversation with Adam of Heart Attack Man. Let's go. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week, it's my absolute pleasure to bring you Adam of the band Heart Attack Man. How are you doing, sir? How's things? Great, man. Great, great. Been having a good day. Um, yeah. How are things with, with you going? It's all good. It's all good. As we were saying, it's a bit of a late one for me, but I'm right. all good. I've, I've had a, a nice a nice day. I've, I've had an interview before you um life is good life is good right now um but as we uh, as we have this conversation we are a couple of weeks out from heart attacks brand new record being released when this podcast goes out it will be out everywhere so my first question to you my friend is how are you feeling ahead of the race what's the mood like in camp at the moment um it's been we're all really excited um we're you know we're kind of gearing up for a tour as well so mm -hmm. um just getting everything taken care of and just really excited on the reception of the song so far, like the two singles that we put out, we're putting one out tomorrow actually too. So oh, amazing. Nice. Yeah. We're just, you know, we're really excited and um, yeah, we're really proud of it. So we just can't wait to share the whole thing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's something that um, needs to be said as well. Like, so the last full length record you guys put out uh, fake blood back in 2019, you obviously put a follow out uh, kind of EP in 2021 a lot has changed in the world over that period of time. 
Um, yeah. Kind of, what is kind of the the impact of the last few years? Has that had an an impact on the record from a writing standpoint and a creative standpoint, or how was that? How did you find that process? Um, I mean, it was a different process, just in the fact that we um, we usually go out of town to record, and we'll you know sure. we, we recorded the last two releases in New Jersey, so we we mm-hmm. like lived there for three weeks to a month each time. Yeah. Um, so this time we recorded in Cleveland where we're from and we had a producer with us the whole time. So that process was a little different. Eric co-wrote some of the songs with other people and then brought the stuff to us and had us kind of do our thing with it. So that, that was different in that way. But in terms of just like songwriting and stuff that like the lyrics, that's all Eric. And he kind of just, um, I feel like, you know, the world changing so much in the last couple years. I'm not really sure if that's a lot of that is like the context of a lot of the songs, but sure. yeah. Um, that's how the process was different though. Um, which I personally liked being home, yeah. being able to like go home every night <laughs> from the studio and stuff. I think, I think that probably that, that makes a lot of difference because as you say, being, being able to do, you know, uh, a 10, 11 hour day in the studio and then going home to your own bed is such different experience. It must be from then saying, okay, so I'm, I'm literally living, breathing this whole record all the time. I've got no downtime. If you're away from home recording, if that makes sense. Right. And so we, we also, we print all of our own merch and, mm. um, Sure. In the process of from October of last year until now, we've been moving into a new space. And so that was nice to be able to kind of be at the studio, but also like have some time to focus on that stuff and like kind of get that together. Cause like, you know, when you're gone, you can't do two things. You're just kind of, you're in the studio. So, you know, if there was a day where it's like kind of light for me to do drum stuff, I'd be like, I'm going to go back to the space and kind of, you know, get some stuff set up. So that was a, a really cool thing as well. Absolutely. And and that that's something that Heart Attack Man, at least from the outside looking in, has always been like a really, really good example of a DIY band. Uh, as you spoke about doing, doing the merch and stuff yourself, how do you find that being a DIY project in the sense of doing everything yourselves and kind of, and uh, not having any kind of um, outsiders saying, dictating what you can and can't do in that respect. Well, this is the first record that we're doing that's not on Triple Crown. So mm-hmm. even when we were on Triple Crown, they're pretty like hands-off record yeah. label. Um, and we have worked with like merch companies and stuff in the past, but we've we've realized that like, we can kind of do it all ourselves. And it is, like you said, it's it's easier not to have to, you know, oh, can we get these shirts made? Can we like do this like weird hockey jersey drop? Like it just gives us like more creativity to kind of do our own things. And we're lucky to have a really good management team that helps us like stay focused with all of that stuff and like kind of can help with like more of like the financial side of it because, you know, we're all just dumb punk kids that are like, yeah, what if we did this? And sometimes they have to be like, you can, but like, this is what it's going to look like more than what you think it's going to be like. And we're like, okay, that makes sense. So it is good to kind of have like a grown up in the room, I guess, <laughs> kind of yeah. being like, ah, that's not the greatest idea. But um, 
it's it's almost like um so I, I once had someone describe to me that um a music festival is a bit like controlled anarchy do you think that's probably quite fair for you guys it's like anarchy but it's all kind of within the parameters of a control as in someone going no no too you've gone too far now push it back come on yeah there's like there's like somebody always there to kind of be like are you sure that's what you guys want to do yeah. like, not like not like you can't do it but just like are you sure you want to do that? And we're like, maybe that's not the best move. Thank you for kind of bringing, yeah, bringing that up. Because <laughs> we're always like, yeah, let's do this. And just kind of, you know, not always not always great ideas, but ideas at the least, so. <laughs> Absolutely, that makes perfect sense. Um, something I like to do with my guests is kind of take things back right to the very beginning, because I feel like that's always a good place to start and see when people kind of built their foundations and things. So I'd like to know kind of what was your earliest sort of musical memories? Do you come from a musical background? When was the first time you picked up sticks? What, what kind of got you into the music you play today? Um, well, I started playing guitar when I was like, nine years old um mm -hmm. i just wasn't very athletic and i was just kept like my parents were trying to figure out like something for me to do so i took guitar lessons and um i have an older sister and she kind of you know showed me like pop punk but like before that i was like really like even when i was in like fourth grade and stuff i was really into like ozzy osbourne and black sabbath and sure. like metallica and like older metal stuff from my cousins and stuff like that and then as I got to be like a teenager, I'm 33. So like I was going to Warp Tour when it was like, you know, No Effects and Rancid and Pennywise, like bands like that. So I got really into, into music like that for my sister and anybody can play music like that, you know? So yeah, of course. I started playing guitar in a band and we couldn't find a drummer and we had a drum set in my basement. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I guess I'll try and learn how to play drums. I was like 13. Yeah. And I just, you know, put on Nirvana's Nevermind and just kind of learn how to play drums. And I was like, I guess I'm just a drummer now. And because there's no, there's not that many drummers. So yeah, for sure. ever since then, since I'm again, 33 years old. So for 20 years, I've always been in like an active band because everyone always needs a drummer. I'm like, I'll play drums. <laughs> so I love, I love that. So it's, it's kind of, um, you cause that's the thing, everyone, I think when you, you, when you're like 13, 14, everybody wants to be like, no one wants to be the bass player and no one wants to be the drummer. I mean, right. people are drummer and people are bass players, obviously, but like everyone wants to be either the singer or the guitarist because it's perceived notion that they, the ones that get the fame, the fortune, the women, like, or so to, so it's, uh, so it's alleged, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, being the drummer, being behind like a wall of toms and stuff is, is perhaps not the coolest thing, but for me, myself personally, I'm a, a very poor man's drummer, but uh, yeah, I totally agree. It, it's a fucking cool thing and always needed. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's kind of a good situation to be in where it's like, if you're pretty good at drums, you could be in some pretty cool bands. So <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Do you remember the first record or uh, tape or CD that you bought with your own money? No, I don't really, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair, fair. <laughs> it's, it's always a good one because sometimes it catches people out and they have something really obscure and it's like uh, kind of cool. But if you can't... I was honestly, I, I was like going to lie and like think it's something cool, but I was like, I, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm cool. I, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine um so as this podcast sort of uh, goes out and things you are about to embark on a massive u.s tour um how do you kind of prepare yourself mentally and physically for tour how do you get in that headspace 
Um, well, mentally, I just kind of like, I never really need to like mentally prepare for it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm always like, I'm usually like ready to go. Yeah. For this, for this tour, it's more, I'm like, Eric is on tour right now doing merch for a band. So we haven't really been able to like rehearse and our bass player, the guy who's playing bass for us is in Chicago. The other dude is in Salt Lake City. So like, we haven't even been really rehearsing but like i you know having solo like playing through the songs and stuff on drums so i feel pretty good in that regard but i feel like as it gets closer and closer is when i can actually prepare for it because right now i'm just kind of like at the shop printing all of our tour merch and like that's the thing that's on my brain right now but like i i just i'm just really excited for it so I, i don't really feel like i need to prepare for it and it's like we haven't been on tour since December. So I'm like kind of itching to go on tour. Uh, Absolutely. I've definitely been like running. I've been running a lot and doing like more weight training than I usually do just to kind of prepare on that end because I get pretty worn out if I don't have my endurance up. So especially doing like a headlining tour where you're playing longer. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, So obviously you've been uh, obviously in Heart Attack Man and and other bands and things for, for a long time. What I want to know is what's the craziest thing or the strangest thing you've seen at a gig or a show that can either be from like a crowd perspective, like you've been in the crowd and something's happened or on stage looking down at the crowd and something's happened. What's the craziest or strangest thing that's happened? Huh. A lot of strange things. Um, <laughs> All good then. <laughs> I've, been, I've been at shows in in Cleveland where people blow off fireworks, so that's kind of like a big a big oh, thing. There. That's mad. Okay, which, cool. <laughs> which is strange. It's never it's never happened while I've been playing. Um, mm. I I feel like I didn't really see this, but I found out about it right afterwards. We played a yeah. show in Buffalo on our headliner, and someone threw up like in the pit like threw up in the pit and it kind of it was weird i didn't see the throw up happen but like we were all kind of looking out there and everybody was all like being all weird and kind of like oh oh." we're like what's going on out there right now like afterwards like someone threw up all over the place and we're like oh that makes sense (laughs) that that would be cause for a little bit of freaking out <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's um vomit shit and blood like not okay in the pit absolutely not <laughs> no yeah, so- like, they're oh, all sorry. equally bad for different reasons i feel like yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um so this is going to be uh heart attack's sixth release obviously including eps and things how do you go about picking a set list for a show do you find it difficult to leave out certain songs and things Honestly, Eric just sends us a set list and he's like, what do you guys think? And we're usually like, cool, that that works. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I love that. Which is, which is easy for me because it, it, it would be hard because I yeah. do like a lot of our stuff and I like playing a lot of our stuff. And I kind of like that he does that because there are songs that I like the most that probably are not the most popular songs. So okay. for me, it'd be like more of a selfish thing, but he knows kind of like, I think he has a better idea because he's online. He's, you know, he's mm. the one who deals with all the social media. So I feel like he kind of has more of like a, has an idea of what people would want to hear more than I would. Cause I would be like picking all the songs that I like and that's not really the way you should do it. 
for sure. Is is there any particular songs on the set list, either new songs or old songs, that you look down at and go, yeah, I'm really excited to go for that song because it goes off live or it's fun to play for yourselves? What is there a particular song that goes off in that respect? Um, I mean, I love playing the song. There are the the two songs that we play off of um, Thoughts and Prayers, the last uh, EP. Yeah, uh, Leap Year and Pitch Black. I love playing those live because people really go off for those ones. But personally, I love I love playing kind of like the heavier ones. Mm-hmm. I love playing Thoughts and Prayers because it's just a really fun song to play on drums. Yeah, I don't think it's on this set list. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have like so we have like a couple songs that will interchange on the tour because it's so right. long. Yeah, we'll probably awesome. get bored. Yeah. So I I suggested that one kind of be like an auxiliary like we can we play thoughts and prayers sometimes because i just love that and puke it's just very groovy and like fun for me to play so when absolutely. i see those on the cell i'm like yes this is going to be a fun one so absolutely do you do you remember obviously you started off playing uh guitar and things but um what do you have any kind of drummers that inspire you uh looking back as, as a teenager or do you have any kind of influences in that respect oh yeah dave grohl was like you know, learning how to play off of, off of Nevermind. Um, for sure, Dave Grohl and Trey Cool from Green Day. I love the way that he played drums. I, I feel bad because I don't know his name, but the drummer of Weezer always really, like... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, he, I, I know, you just, I don't know the, the band Weezer. Yeah, yeah, I don't know the drummer's name, but uh, yeah. He's, he's so, like, he's obviously, like, a very good drummer, but yeah. he's very, like, he doesn't he doesn't play anything wild. He's very like in the pocket. He hits really hard. His and name is Patrick Wilson. There we go. Give him his full awesome. credit. There we go. I yeah, pulled Patrick up. Wilson. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, for, especially for playing in heart attack, man, I, mm. he's just one that I think about all the time when I'm writing my parts, like yeah. how can this be effective and not take away from like what the guitars and vocals are doing? Because that's what Weezer is too. They're like a guitar rock band. Yeah, absolutely. Like too, you know, I'm not going to be doing like Travis Barker style drum fills for Heart Attack Man. Like, it just doesn't make yeah. sense, you know. So yeah, absolutely. So I feel like he's he was a really big inspiration for sure too. So probably those three would be my biggest inspirations when I was a kid for sure. Absolutely, and I was going to say, uh, despite um, what some people would say about Green Day's output, the first maybe probably six albums are fucking untouchable in my opinion. I, they're like the first band I've properly fell in love with and I fucking love everything they've done Same, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> when I was, the, I think I was like maybe 13, it was 2003, it was the uh, the Pop Disaster Tour. I saw them in yeah. uh, Blink-182 together. Amazing. And I think I was in like, yeah, like sixth or seventh grade and I was just like, man, this is, I liked Blink, but Green mm. Day was like, when I was a kid, Green Day was the one that I really gravitated towards. And I think that everything up to American Idiot is excellent. That's my yeah, opinion. Absolutely. I, 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 I see. I, I go as far as where they went for the trilogy. So the trilogy and then the last okay. one is where it kind of really uh, gets a bit rocky. But again, like <laughs> you know, the great Green Day could shit out a fucking uh, a hit single if they wanted to. They're just too busy doing whatever they're doing, um, <laughs> being being uh, multimillionaires and all the rest of it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> But um, yeah, so Freak of Nature um, is the album is out on the 26th of May. 
uh, I wanted to talk a little bit quickly about kind of the creative process because obviously you said that Eric does a lot of writing and stuff uh, and then brings it to you guys. How does it all kind of fit together? Because I imagine it's kind of a lot of pieces uh, of a jigsaw trying to fit together. How do you kind of make that work? And is there any kind of interband conflict of saying, no, I want this bit, I want this bit? How does it all work for you guys? There's really no conflict. Every once in a while, it'll be kind of like we have differing ideas but then if we're in the studio we just try them both and then we listen to them kind of try to not have your opinion about it and just think about what would be the best idea for sure as for like the process for this one especially he did a lot of he went out to la and did a lot of demoing with aaron who produced the record sure. um and he, they would like write together he there's other people like one of the dudes from all american rejects nick he wrote he co-wrote on a song Amazing. Cora nice. from uh, Narrowhead co-wrote a song with Aaron and Eric. Um, nice. Ryan from State Champs. So like there, there were just people that he was kind of working with out there. Mm-hmm. And then he would send us kind of like rough demos. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of, you know, went from there with it. Because a lot of it is just, for me, listening to it, but not listening to it too much to where like the fake drums or whatever they put on there, like the whatever beat gets stuck in my head is like that's what the beat has to be now because that because then it's if you listen to it too much then you're like this is just what the song is but like i don't want that you know yeah um i've had um previous uh drummers on the podcast and i've heard drummers and other podcasts say that like when they do something demoed and they've got, they've got like a, they obviously, cause the way that obviously everything works in terms of this time thing is muscle memory. So once you ingrain it in your brain, that's the way it is. When someone says, Oh, actually, can we just flip that and change that? You're like, really? I've just spent the last three days like <laughs> nailing this in my brain and now I've got to unremember it and, and try again. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it must be difficult in that respect sometimes and frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely can be, but it it doesn't really happen too often. I feel like we this is kind of how we've done it always to a certain extent. Um, Eric has always just kind of came with demos and mostly written songs and then just kind of be like, here, do do your thing with it. And just kind of yeah. if he doesn't like something or like we don't like something that he's doing, like it's there's really no like fighting or conflict. It's just kind of we all want the best song to happen. So absolutely i love that they're all valid points at the end of the day even if they're even if they don't end up being anything and they're just like hey can we try doing this then you know it's always worth it it's worth the try absolutely um so i've got a couple of questions for you uh, and you've got to kind of put yourself into uh what i call the dream scenario right so i would like to give you your dream tour package right so heart attack man plus two other bands you can go in any order. So you can be headlining or you can be opening or you can be in the middle. But who are you having as your other two bands on the bill? Like absolute dream scenario. Yeah. So you can, the, the only rule is they have to be like active as a band today. Okay. Well, I'm going to go headlining would be Green Day. For sure. Let's just go back to that because that would be insane. Because you'd probably be playing in stadiums. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Lovely stuff. Um, And then like a cool middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I'm just going to say drug church. I think that would be cool. And then we would open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is is a good tour. 
I, yeah, I, like, I, I would buy tickets for that tour. <laughs> like they're our friends, so like I feel like it'd be really cool to like go on tour with them with Green Day and being able to be like, hey, we get to watch Green Day and hang out every night after our sets. So like that would be like a dream scenario for me, I guess. And I love they're one of my favorite bands also. So I love yeah. that. So so what we're gonna do is obviously you your friends uh, with Drug Church. I know that uh, Billy Joe is a big fan of the show. Uh, we can make this happen. We're all gonna we're gonna link it up. We're gonna make it work. It'll be beautiful. Um, in the same kind of guys. Um, when I'm and again, this is sarcasm, British sarcasm for you. When I'm a massive, huge podcaster, right, and a huge online influencer, and I have loads and loads of money, and I can invite Heart Attack Man and every band that's played on the podcast down to my dream festival, right. I'd like to know one thing you would like to add to the festival rider. And the kind of thing is with this is there is no financial, there's no logistical restraints at all. You can have whatever you want, literally. So to give you a bit of context, of an example, we had uh, Matt from August Burns Red, who said he wants like a full monster car, like rally setup. Like we've had like a whole roller coaster, like um, Cameron from Weathers said he wants to bring a puppy on tour. Like you can have literally whatever you want. What would you add? A basketball court, a full basketball court. Amazing, amazing. I love that. the The, the thing was with that is is the, it's the kind of the cocktail, the silence. Then going, that's what I'm having. Brilliant, love that. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's um, you know what makes me laugh is I, I have the like some people have like like I say the basketball court like sushi and like fucking uh, hot tubs and the rest of it, and then you get some people. So I had um Andy from therapy who just went, I just want like clean socks every day. Is that okay? And I was like, yes. Like, do you know what I mean? I fucking love that shit. So it's a great question. I love that one. Um, yeah. yeah. So Adam, I've got one final question for you, my friend, before I let you crack on with the rest of your day and your evening and things. And that is simply, what is the best thing about being in a band slash being a musician in your opinion? It's just fun. Fair. Fair. Simpl- I love that. Yeah. I like every part of it. I like, um, playing shows obviously i like having band practice and like hanging out with my friends because everybody that i'm in bands with are my friends or else i wouldn't be in bands with them absolutely Um, getting to touring like touring is just super fun i get to i mean i've been to salt lake city like eight times in my life and i never thought that i'd ever go there so like you know what i mean it's just kind of that's really fucking cool and being able to like create merch and like design stuff and like it's like a whole like it's a never-ending group project and i think that that is really exciting and fun so i love that is there yeah. anything that i've missed anything you'd like to plug anything you'd like to say at the end to anyone listening and watching at home no just the record is coming out and we'll be touring probably a bunch this year so yeah just look out for all that and yeah that's pretty much it amazing stuff thank you so much adam for your time uh heart attacks man's brand new record Freak of Nature is at 26th of May, which, if I've done my scheduling correct, will be out now. Go and stream it, buy it, T-shirts, all of that stuff, tickets. Um, go and do all the things on the socials. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for your time. We will thank hopefully you. catch you on tour, my friend. See you very awesome. soon. Peace. Bye. There we have it. How good was that? 
Adam of Heart Attack Man on the Nevermind Party Podcast. Thank you to Adam for uh, his time and everything. Thank you to Good as Gold for sorting out the interview, as always. And uh, thank you guys for listening. As I said, the next uh, band and artist that's going to be on the show is a band called Ocean Lord. They are fantastic. They are Australian. They are doomy. What more could you want? Their album is fantastic. And that conversation will be coming at you very, very soon. Until then, my friends, be safe, be good, and I'll see you next time. Peace.